We're going to go to the Lord in prayer and try to clear our minds, get free of any distractions for these next few minutes, and just uh, go before the Lord. Let's pray. God, I come to you now, and I thank you for uh, that we can come here, and I pray that you would just calm my nerves, dear Lord, help me to think straight for a few minutes. I pray, God, that you would be with each one here, that we would all clear our minds, God, that you would help there not to be any distractions for us this morning, that your Holy Spirit would come among us and just rest upon us, that we can sit back and, and just relax and hear your word, dear Lord, and, 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 and just get something out of it, God. And so I pray that you would do a mighty work, dear Lord. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that your word would be spoken clearly today uh, for the good of your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ascribe to Yahweh the glory due His name. Worship Yahweh in the splendor of His holiness. Now Yahweh, that's God. That's who that's talking about. That's not some crazy thing that we're talking about here. That's the name of the Lord. If you look back in the, in the Old Testament, that's the Hebrew name of God. And there are a few words in our Bible that are in Hebrew and Greek. That, that we just use that translation and it still means the same thing. And so that's the Hebrew name of God. But the purpose of the text here, and so many of these texts that we see in the book of Psalms, is this. And that is the worship of the Lord. That's what this psalm is commanding us to do. To give God the glory and the worship and the praise that He is due because of His holiness. Because God is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be worshipped. But what we have to make sure we understand is what worship is. A lot of times we go to church and we say uh, our worship service starts at this time and our preaching service starts at that time. And what we mean when we say that is we're going to sing for a little while at this time and then we're going to preach afterwards. And while preaching, uh, while singing is, is a form of worship, just singing in and of itself is not worship. And so what is worship? Well, first off, we'll start off with some things that worship is not before we talk about what worship is. One of them I just told you. Worship is not just singing. Worship is not just singing and, and opening your mouth and moving your lips and letting the words come out. That is a form of worship, but just the, the act of, of doing that is not worship in and of itself. Because here's what I'm guilty of. Because I've sung a lot of these songs, and you guys have too probably, a lot of them thousands of times in your life. And here's what happens. I'm going to tell you what I do. Here's what happens. Sometimes I get up there and I open the book and everybody's singing, and I'm sitting there and I'm singing every word of the song, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to be doing after church. I ain't thinking a bit more about what them words mean. I'm saying them. I couldn't even tell you what I'm saying. I'm just repeating them from, from my memory. Is that worship? No, that ain't worship. That's just me, that's just me blowing hot air. In reality, that's what that is. So, so just singing alone is not worship. I'll tell you what else worship is not. Worship is not just waving your hands around in the air. Now look, sometimes we, we go to church and we see people wave their hands in the air. Sometimes we may wave our hands in the air and close our eyes and, and look to the heavens. But that alone is not worship. There are plenty of times where you, you might see somebody else do it and you feel like, well, we're in church and I should be excited. And we wave our hands and we close our eyes and we look into the heaven and we think about what we're going to be doing next week. We need a bit more worshiping God and the man and the moon. So just going through that action is not 
worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord is something that comes from the heart. Worship is not just an act. Worship is an attitude. It's an attitude that leads to an act. Because when we come before the Lord and we recognize God in all of His glory and all of His greatness, our attitude changes, our heart changes, and that results in us worshiping the Lord. When our heart changes and we realize how great and glorious and wonderful God is, then that leads us or should lead us to want to sing out to the Lord. It should lead us to, if we feel led by the Spirit, raise your hand. If you don't feel led by the Spirit when you sing it, don't raise your hand. Whatever God leads you to do in your heart, if you're just so amazed and you're just on fire for the Lord and you want to shout out and raise your hands and praise the Lord, if you want to sing louder because you are just you want to sing to the Lord, you realize you are singing to God because of His glory and His power, and you just want to praise Him with your voice to the best of your ability, then you sing out as loud and proud as you can. But don't just do that for the sake of doing it. Don't just do it so other people can see you. Let me tell you what else I'm guilty of. Y'all don't think I'm a horrible person. Don't judge me too much. Look, let me tell you what else I'm guilty of. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes I'll be singing in church and somebody may be singing next to me and they'll be singing good and so then I'll start singing louder because I want to out-sing them a little bit, you know? And they start singing louder and we sing it and it may sound great to the ears of the people around. We may be singing out loud and proud to each other but sometimes my mind's not on the Lord because I'm going to worry about, well, how are we sounding together? Are we singing out good and loud and everybody's hearing us but am I thinking about the Lord? Sometimes not. Sometimes I'm just thinking about am I singing this very good? Not am I singing this very good for the world. And so we have to be careful that when we go into church or when we meet like this or whether we're in our house, that we're not just going through some repetition uh, from memory, that we're not just repeating some words from memory, that we're not just flailing around like a bunch of fools, but that all of our actions are a result of a change in our attitude. You see, worship comes from the heart. It doesn't come from anywhere else. Worship should come from the heart. And when our heart is changed, it should result in some kind of uh, response for us to the Lord. Now, that response can come in many different, different ways. There are several different things in our life that may lead us to worship. There is one for sure that should lead us to worship. That is our salvation. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we realize, whoa, Jesus is God's Son, and He left heaven, and He died for me, a sinner... I didn't do nothing to deserve it, and He did it for me anyway, and He's going to forgive me if I come to Him, and we come to Him, and we ask Him to be our Savior, and we ask Him to forgive us, and we realize we are forgiven, we should worship. That should instill in us a heart that desires to worship the Lord. If you say, well, I'm a Christian and I ain't never felt that, then I'm going to say you may not be a Christian. You need to look at your heart. If you don't have any excitement or desire to worship the Lord for sparing your soul and washing you free of your sins, then maybe Jesus hadn't washed you free of your sins. You need to examine and look at your life. Our salvation should lead us to worship. Some other situations that may lead us to worship in our life may be some deliverance. 
Maybe you are in a bad situation. Who in here has ever been in a bad situation? Every single one of us. And you little girls, you live long enough, you'll get in a bad situation too. But look, what happens is, we get in situations and we pray to the Lord and we try to seek the Lord to try to help us through our situations. And lo and behold, God oftentimes delivers us. And for many of us, our response is worship. We're like, man, thank you, God. And we just praise God and we just give God glory because we know that He is the one who has delivered us. And that's a good feeling when you're just praising the Lord because you just want to praise the Lord because of who He is. Not because of what you've done. Not just because you're sitting on the pew on Sunday and everybody else is singing and waving their hands so we're going to do But no, you just want to praise the Lord because He is worthy of your praise. Another, another thing that may lead us to worship the Lord is healing. When we are sick, we, maybe we're sick or we see somebody else who's sick and we pray for them and all of a sudden they get healed. Now sometimes we do this. Sometimes we pray for people and pray for people and then they get healed and we say, well, they must have not really been that sick after all. Or we say, boy, those doctors did a good job. And never once do we remember to say, it is God who did the healing. Hello? We've been praying for him for six months and all of a sudden somebody gets healed and we say, well, they must have not really had cancer to start with. No, God healed it. How about that? How about the, the Lord that we serve, the mighty creator of the heavens and the earth, he healed it. And sometimes we pray to God and then we don't get him, give him credit for what he does. But when we are healed or when we see people who are healed, that's another situation that should lead us to worship the Lord. For who He is. I want to read another couple of Psalms to you. Psalm 95. I'm just going to flip to it and read it real quick for you. Psalm 95. Verses 1 through 6. Come let us shout joyfully to the Lord. Shout triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. There you go. There's one reason we just talked about the shout. He's the rock of our salvation. Let us enter His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout triumphantly to Him in song. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. The depths of the earth are in His hands, and the mountain peaks are His. The sea is His. He made it. His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Now we ain't given no reason other to worship the Lord there except that he is God. And He is the creator of everything. He is the Lord of all things. He has created all things. He is wonderful. He is mighty. And He is God, the one and only. Period. That alone is reason enough for us to worship God. Our situation should not determine whether or not we worship the Lord. Because look, here's the deal. We have good days and we have bad days. And here y'all go. Get ready to judge me again. Please don't. Sometimes I go into church and I'm excited to be there and ready to worship the Lord. And sometimes I go to church and I'm just, I'm just not feeling very holy. You know? I'm just, it's not that I don't love God or don't want to be there. But some days I just, you know, I just feel kind of blah. It's just hard, right? And it may be because of something in my life. Or maybe I got a bad attitude or something going on I shouldn't have. But, but we don't always feel like praising the Lord. But I got news for you. God is worthy of our praise whether we feel like it or not. God is still worthy of our praise on the days that we have a good day and on the days that we have a great day. God is worthy of praise whether it's the worst day of our life or whether it's the best day of our life. God is worthy of praise whether we are in bed dying of cancer or whether we are in peak healthiness. God is worthy of our praise. 
Amen. It's not because of anything that we have done. It's not because of anything that is within us. It is all in what He has done. It is all in who He is. And we see that time and time again in the text. I won't read Psalm 100 to you. You can go read it when you get back. It's the same thing. It talks the same language. Go through and read all the Psalms. You see it time and time again, and it continually talks about, uh, about worship. And worship is to worship the Lord because He is worthy of worship. And worship is not just an outward action. It is a change of heart that leads us to recognize who God is. Because worship always starts with us recognizing who God is. Worship never starts, for me at least, with me saying, boy, I am so good. God, I'm good looking. I play that guitar. I just I can do all this stuff. God, I'm just going to worship you. Cause... No! I don't ever go before the Lord and say, I'm going to worship you because of how good I am. I don't go before the Lord and say, I'm going to worship you, God, because everybody at them apartments is just awesome. They are just such good people. I'm going to worship you. No, I go before the Lord and I say, God, I'm going to worship you because you are awesome. Because you love a proud guy like me that thinks he looks good and thinks he can sing the guitar. And God, you humbled me and therefore I'm going to worship you. God, I'm going to worship you because you love us enough to allow us to come together. Not because we're so good, but because you are so good. And that's what worship is. It's a recognition of who God is. Now look, I'm supposed to tell y'all something that you may not know, but you need to know it. Listen carefully to this. God does not need you to worship Him. God does not need us to worship Him. Guess what? God is still God whether you worship Him or not. There's a lot of people in this world that don't acknowledge God as God. There's a lot of people in this world that don't trust Him. And guess what? He's still God. If everybody in this world renounces Jesus and says, Look, we ain't worshiping the Lord. Guess what? He's still God. God doesn't need our praise. It's not going to make Him any better. It's not going to do anything. God is already perfect. He's already holy. God doesn't need your praise. God doesn't need your worship. Let me tell you this, though. God wants your worship. Because we need God. While God doesn't need us, God wants us. God doesn't need you. There is nothing in this world that me or you can do for the Lord. He is God. He made everything. He's got everything. We can't bargain with God. He doesn't need us, but He wants us. That's the craziest thing ever, right? We a bunch of rotten sinners. We lie and we sing out in church and we daydreaming about the football game and we doing a bunch of stuff and we lollygagging and we come here and we sit and we just we come just to get a snack and if you do that, that's okay. And whatever the reason may be, we do all these rotten things as Christians. I do them all the time. I'm guilty. And yet God still loves me. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal right there. See, God doesn't need me, but God wants me. And I got news for you. God wants you. God wants you. And when you realize that, and when you come before Him and acknowledge, whoa, God, you are so awesome and mighty, and you gave your son to die for me, boy, I'm telling you what, it leads to worship. It leads to a change in your life. <laughs> And that's what worship is. It's a change in our life. It's a change in our life that changes our attitude from thinking that we are everything to realizing that God is everything and we are nothing. And when we realize that and when we get everything straight in our heart, our heart changes and we focus on the Lord. And that is what worship is. So 
When we sing, let us sing to the Lord, not just to repeat words. If we, if we want to respond to that by some physical movement or some physical action, then let us do that. Let us do it to the Lord. Whatever we do, let it be for the Lord. If we praise the Lord, let it not be because we think too much of ourselves, but let it be because we recognize who He is and what He has done. Let's pray. God, I come to You and I thank You this morning for Your good Word. And I pray that You would just be with each one here. I pray that You would watch over and just take care of us, God. I pray that You would give us a true heart of worship. I pray, God, that You forgive us where we're guilty of, of maybe not giving You our all when it's time to sing out or in whatever form we may worship. But, God, that we can know that we can worship You anywhere, anytime, whether it's here, whether it's at our house, in our car, at our church, wherever it may be. God, the place isn't important. But it's the heart that's important. So wherever we worship you, dear Lord, let it come from the heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.